Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. All right, welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zaslo Show 2.0, including our pro wrestling podcast, is brought to us by our title sponsors, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 if you're involved in any kind of an accident, a hit and run, a slip and fall, motorcycle, boating, 
You're dealing with a personal injury. You go where they're going to treat you like family and get you the money that you deserve. Anna John and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors everything. Zaslow Show 2.0. My pal Joey Levin joining us here as it is a Sunday morning. So we have Forbidden Door tonight. We have AW Collision from last night. We got a lot to get to here, including we're going to do our top five, each of us, our top five Money in the Bank cash-ins as Money in the Bank is next week in London. So we got some fun stuff to get to. Good morning, Joey. How are you? Doing well. I'm doing well. Excited to um, do a little bit of a preview for Forbidden Door. And since it's going to be a 17-hour show, this preview lasts for a long time, even though we're doing it day of. Yeah, so we're, we're going we're gonna to do a little preview toward the back end of the show today. But I, I guess it's, you know, like last week, uh, you know, am I ordering this? Am I definitely... I guess I'm definitely ordering it. Like, what else am I doing? See, here's the problem. There's nothing else going on tonight. Yeah. You know, there's no other sports going on. Uh, succession is over, so there go my Sunday nights. All right, I don't have that to look forward to on HBO anymore on Sunday night. So, what's going to wind up happening? Even if I like, even if I'm not super pumped about Forbidden Door, I'll be sitting around tonight, and I don't have anything good to do. And I'll be scrolling on Twitter and see everyone commenting about Forbidden Door. I was like, why am I not watching? So yeah. I'm like, I'm obviously ordering it now tonight. I'm excited about the show. The show itself is going to be like the 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 matches are awesome. Like it's a stacked show. It's just too stacked. It's so I mean, and actually it's not too stacked. It's gonna be a great show. I wish they would just start it like an hour earlier or something. What time does it, it start? Starts, start the the main show starts at eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, and there's ten matches. Cool. There's ten matches on the on the show. Yeah, just think about that. Like, if they start at eight o'clock, and you got to figure one of them is going to be on the the pre-show. No, right? no, no, no. There's four matches on the pre-show. There's fourteen Whoa. matches. So ten matches. I mean, yeah, you're talking. It, that's that's easily a four-hour show. It has to be. At least. I mean, it be. could go well. I feel like it could go well past midnight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a big commitment. That's yeah, a, a lot. It, it's weird too because in a day and age where everything is so, you know, everything is so fast, everything is quick, yeah. we need all information right away. It kind of seems like AEW is going backwards in that direction. Like, I don't think anyone wants 10 matches on the, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. wants to sit through that many matches. And it's funny because WWE kind of pivoted away from this a few years ago where yeah. they've really made an effort to, to make their shows three hours. Because they were going so, like, a little bit after WWE Network came out. Because I think there's a little bit of, like, time spent listening involved with WWE Network at the time. And right. their shows were long. And then they, they really pivoted and started cutting back and making the shows three hours. And I, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's a lot more enjoyable. It really is. And Money in the Bank's a perfect example of that. We'll get into it a little bit. But like Money in the Bank's going to they're they're setting it up just like that for it to be a concise show. Love because it. there's there's matches that you would assume are pay-per-view matches that are gonna be on SmackDown this week. Well, and you know what they probably learned when they started doing all the NXT takeovers? Takeovers had like four max five matches, and you'd get in and out between two and a half and three hours, and it was awesome. Like, five yeah. matches, great show. Keep it moving, you know? 
Yeah, that's also the benefit WWE has of having a show every month, too. Sometimes, too. Yeah. Uh, and AW, I guess, in, in fairness to them, they have to, like, make this worthwhile for New Japan. You know, you got all these guys coming over for this one show. Yeah. They're just, they're trying to get us, they're trying to load it up with as many New Japan wrestlers as they yep. can to make it worth having this show once a year. So I get it. It's just, I, I have no problem with it once in a while. And particularly with this show, I just wish they would start it earlier. It's yeah. just having to go. I mean, I know I sound like an old man, but man, watching it's not even that it's late. It's that it's four hour, four, four and a half hours straight of yep. re- of wrestling matches, which are fun, but it's hard to sit through all that. Yeah, it's a and lot. and they announced and they announced. You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> all right, so we'll circle back to we'll circle back to, to to Forbidden Door, and we'll do all that good stuff. But let's let's start with AEW, and let's start. Let's start with Collision last night, actually, because it's fresh on our minds. And for the second week in a row, thought Collision was a great show. Thought it was really good again last night. And, you know, I'm skeptical how they're going to be able to keep putting together a great show. I wouldn't judge the first show because, number one, you got CM Punk's return. But you also had the return of every other wrestler that's been out. But last night, I thought it was a great show. I really enjoyed last night's two hours. And, of course the major talking point is the reaction that the Toronto crowd gave CM Punk. Like that's by far the biggest story. So if you didn't catch it last night, you know, FTR, Ricky Starks come out, big pops. Everyone loves them. They're in Toronto. That's of course where the show is tonight. And it's the first show that CM Punk has been back for that has not been in Chicago, right? Because last week's collision was Chicago and also dynamite was in Chicago, right? So, First show that, and he's getting massive reactions, obviously, in Chicago. And look, it was a mixed reaction. Don't let anyone tell you that it was all booze. It's not. That's stupid. It was a mixed reaction. But the booze and and the negative reaction for Punk last night was pretty visceral. You know, like, it was a lot of middle fingers. It was a lot of yelling. The, the, The folks who were against CM Punk last night were really loud about it yeah and again i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to harp on this a lot because now they have two different announce they have two shows with two announced teams kevin kelly or that's his name kevin yeah kevin kelly and nigel mcginnis handled it great like yeah you're, you're hearing that correctly people listen to that and then they not only that but they did what i think the other team doesn't do a good job of is they reference back to collision last week where they said yeah, this is in Don't, Chicago. Anyway. This is in Chicago, and CM Punk said in his promo, some of you are going to like me, and some of you are going to hate me, and we're hearing some of those. Like, they did such a good job of setting yeah. this table for why the crowd was booing, and I immediately was like, holy shit, this is how, it, this is how it's going to be, huh? And you know what? It makes sense. They're, AEW is totally leaning into it. They're tweeting about it from their, from their accounts. That being said, to your point, Denise Salcedo, who's big on wrestling Twitter, I guess she was there. Mm-hmm. And she yeah, tweeted busted, in the moment she's there with busted open. And yeah, she tweeted in the moment that it sounded like there was more cheers in the building than booze. Right. It was, was, it was definitely super mixed. Like, don't let anyone yeah. tell you, oh, my God, the crowd is booing. Like, it's all booze. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, it, it was definitely mixed. Very mixed. It was, it was mixed. But on TV, the booze came across a lot more. Well, and what stood out to me most is it's a lot of middle fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a lot of middle fingers that were being thrown at Punk. So, you know, if you're watching on TV, 
the booing, the negative is standing out more. That's for right. sure. And also because I don't, I don't, I don't know if said I wasn't expecting it, but I guess maybe I didn't put too much thought into it, what the reaction is going to be. And so it was a little bit shocking when he came out and it happened. But I'm going to tell you something. This was best case scenario because having, if it would have been, you know, if it's going to continue to be all cheers like it was when he first came back a year ago, or if it's going to be all booze because the crowd right now is really unhappy with him. If it's going to be mixed, to me, that's the best possible scenario because every week it becomes a thing. I wonder how the crowd's going to react this week to CM Punk. I wonder what this crowd is going to do with CM Punk. And it forces him when he's on the mic, and not that he can't handle it, it forces him when he's on the mic to really play off the crowd and lean into whatever their reaction's going to be. And we don't know what their reaction's going to be every week. I thought that crowd reaction last, like hopefully everyone else can take a cue from Toronto. I thought that crowd reaction last night was best case scenario for CM Punk moving forward. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. I, it, but I think ultimately, to me, it, it was good. And I, the more I thought about it as I was watching it is, it's a Canadian crowd. Uh-huh. They don't go there often. Maybe, I don't even know when the last time they went to Toronto was. And if I'm... If I'm in Toronto and I know AEW is barely ever going to come here and there's only two nights here and the night I'm there because this guy's in the ring, Kenny Omega's not here, I would be pissed too. I'd be booing the shit out of that guy too. Um, so I think that 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 goes into the reaction. But it'll be fun to see what the crowd reaction is. But eventually, eventually, if this doesn't all lead to something with them in the elite, it do- won't get old quick. Don't you think it'll get kind of old quickly? Because the reason people are booing they're not booing because they don't like CM Punk. I mean, people like CM Punk. Well, I think Punk. there's part and, of that. I, I think part uh, of it, I mean, they don't like his behavior, you know. They don't like his behavior because of – it was the it was, right. it was the elite. Right. I mean, if he had a backstage altercation with the guns, everybody would be cheering him. Right. They wouldn't care. Right. But it's because it's the elite, um, and everybody loves the elite. So eventually it's like – yeah, this is good, and he's going to play the heel where he needs to be a heel, and he'll be a face when he needs to be a face. But at some point, it's going to have to lead. And and it's so – I will say this. I still don't know. It's very hard to tell how real – and what's real and what's not. Totally. Right? totally. It's very hard to know. Totally. It seems – it seems like the heat is real still. Like, the Elite was not on TV this week. Well, yeah, so a, let me – okay, so let me ask you on, about that. They were on one backstage pre-taped segment. They were not on any show this week. Yeah, so let me ask so, – so Wednesday Night Dynamite was in Chicago, and so the Elite were just not on the show, right? They did a – they had a pre-tape, back, like a backstage So pre-tape. you're telling me, leading up to Forbidden Door, AEW had three TV shows. Four? What's the fourth? Rampage. Oh, okay, going back to last week. Oh, okay. no, no, this week. Well, okay. Oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm including that. Oh, I'm going back to Collision last week. You're going back to Collision. collision. I'm well, going I'm collision. Not, I don't want to count Collision last week because the, we, we don't knew, have this yeah. impression that the Elite's going to be on Collision. So right, right, right. the week leading up to Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. AEW has three TV shows, and Kenny Omega and the Bucks are not on any of them. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And it's and 
you there the implication unless you listen to the dirt sheets and the reporters and stuff the implication being it's because CM Punk's on every show. Can you imagine a week leading up to whatever huge WWE pay-per-view and you got three shows and the bloodline is not on any of them? The whole week leading up to the pay-per-view. That's crazy. Yeah. No, and that's it's, where it's, it's like it seems real, but and I always love when the lines are blurred in pro wrestling, but like holy shit, we can't figure something out for right. these guys to even they don't even need to be in the ring together. They can't be in the building together yeah i mean they're they're leaving it to first of all like there's no i mean i guess you don't need a ton of on-screen build for kenny and will osprey because the story's built in kenny beat him for but the thing is a lot of the american crowd probably does not know the backstory of kenny and will osprey like not everybody watched uh wrestle kingdom not everybody knows that kenny beat will osprey for the IWGP US title. Well, and that, like, of course, is my main issue with Forbidden Door. Like, it's going to be great tonight. Uh, I love wrestling, period, even if I don't know backstory. So it's going to be great. I know a lot of wrestling. I know a lot of wrestling history. And they'll be introducing guys like, you know, last night on Collision, they introduced that. Naito. Yeah, that Naito. And Jericho's like a frame. Like, I don't know that guy, you know? Yes, but but again, this is, this is why Collision is, uh, I'm in two weeks, two weeks in, and I'm, I, it's such a more, ple- it, to me, it's a much more pleasant viewing experience because the announcers actually explained. Oh, yeah. It. They gave me a backstory. They yeah, said yeah. But Naito like, was the I'm only person from coming out, you know? The la- I know, but the last person to beat Chris Jericho. Why is it important that this yeah. guy's here? The last person to beat Chris Jericho in the, in the, in the, uh, the dome. To be, in, in no, the do- well, he was the last dome. one to he beat him for the Intercontinental Champion. Like I right. said, JPW has an Intercontinental Championship. Right yeah. in in the in the Tokyo Dome. Like yeah. it was it was like they did a good job of explaining why he's important. And, and that it, dude, it, by the way, taking his good old sweet time getting to the ring. I yeah. mean, oh my yeah. god! Like, but I, I got to tell you, there's some of these guys when they show up on AEW, and I, I know it's not probably the same way for everybody. But some of them show up, and I'm like, man, it sucks that we're never going to get like real runs with these guys in the U.S. Like when when Okada shows up, like when he showed up on Dynamite, man, I was like, this guy is awesome. He, yeah, his mu- the the coin drop, you know, the music, the coin drop, you get the reaction, and he comes out. He just he comes off as a, such a star. Yep. Like man, this guy would be good no matter where he is, and it's just to him. Even Naito on on Collision, I was like, man. This guy would be cool to have. Look at that. He's a weirdo. He's dressed in this big ass suit. <laughs> he's got the eye. He does the eye thing. Yeah, like, he's making all kinds of faces before he got into the ring. Even the guy who's with Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, who's like 70 years old. That right. guy's crazy too. Right. Like, at least I've gotten to know Suzuki, you know. Yeah, because he's been because he had because he's been around and he had the thing with Moxley. And yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing with yeah, so with 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 the elite and Kenny and them not being on, like not only do we not really have much of a build to Kenny and Will Ospreay, unless you know about that build, which I guess AEW has shown they don't really care if you don't know. They they expect you to know. They expect you to be a yeah. wrestling fan. Um, but we're also, we've essentially left the final week of the build for the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite to Eddie Kingston and Moxley. Now like, that's Ed- happening tonight, right? They are doing that tonight? Yeah, but that's, but Eddie Kingston, so it was, it's the the young bucks and Adam Page, and then Eddie Kingston joined them to be part of this. And he brought in the Stone Pitbull Tomohiro Ishii right. as their fifth guy, 
Um, but like, so the so really the story of this match is Eddie Kingston and Moxley, like the Blackpool Combat Club and 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 the elite. Well, are just well their... also Eddie Kingston and I mean Claudio. It keeps I mean he's been right, 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 Claudio. Right. But the match really has become about Eddie Kingston and Mox. Probably. It, it, like, like the elite have become secondary and mainly because they're just not around to like help build it. It's crazy. They had three TV shows this week and the elite are not on any of them. Well, Kenny, for sure. Was it, did the elite, did the elite, no, they didn't. They, I was going to say, did the elite come out at, no. that, at any point in that session? No, no they, they didn't. They no. weren't on the show. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's so that's weird. That's wild. It's that's yeah, wild, it's, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's like how it's like not it's like having not having the bloodline beyond an any entire show week, up, an entire week leading up to SummerSlam. The bloodline is not no, on any show or or money in the bank. We're going to have bloodline civil war, crazy. but all we're going to the only way we're going to build it is prepackaged backstage segment. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the really quick things about collision last. I'll tell you, collision's a good show. Um, are the guns officially in Bullet Club yet? Yeah, I think that's what that was, right? That's what the I end hope was. That, I hope that's what that was. I think that's what it was. I mean, it seemed the way Jay Light looked up, he was like looking up at the sky and he put the hand up. And the way and the crowd all, reacted when they did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and people online are like saying, an initiation. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like that means that they're in. I'll so, tell you, I, ne- I never used to think very much about the guns. And now when they're coming to the ring, I look at them now and I'm like, I don't know. I feel differently about them now. They feel like a big thing now. I, I'm gonna. So we're gonna do a little different. Just a quick tease. We're gonna do a little bit. Big Dirt's gonna be a little different today. And I got guns are part of it. Guns I'm, are part of I'm it very sure. impressed with the guns. Uh, yeah, they have um, really grown on me. People are people's. It is. Listen, if you're, it is hard to be hated if you're good. It's hard to be hated if you're good. And like we said this a couple weeks ago when we thought the guns were joining, where it was like, man, they're perfect for the Bullet Club because yeah. everyone loves the Bullet Club, so they would hate these guys. Right. It's not looking like it anymore. It's not looking like it anymore. Uh, MJF having no time for Tanahashi last night. I dig that. And I also dig that he's like, I'm going first because I don't want to be here any longer. So yeah. I re- And I'm glad that it's first. Look, get me excited at the start of the show. I'm going to have to buckle up for four plus hours. So I like it that that's at the start of the show. I yeah, no, it's good. It's it's good. And it's also good for like, like Tanahashi. There's the three guys, like, well, four guys. If you don't know New Japan, the four guys to watch on this show from New Japan are Okada, Osprey. Naito, who came out last night, and and Tanahashi's like, yeah, I mean Tanahashi's like the maybe the top, actually the top guy. It's him and Okada, but so starting off the show, Tanahashi doesn't he have the all time record for most uh, world championships? I think it's New Japan. I I mean it's him or Okada. I don't know the. the I think it's Tanahashi. I think it's Tanahashi. But he he's like a a legend. Yeah, he's a he's a. That's like Okada and him is like Cena Orton almost. Yeah, like. You know, it's like who's one who's t- I mean, obviously Cena's one in terms of popularity, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that's that's fun that that's opening up the show. I, I like it. I mean, I the show's gonna be good, it's just gonna be so long. All right, so let's circle back to that. So we'll do a little forbidden door preview. Well, all, the only other thing for collision from collision. Well, two things. And the Andrade House of Black stuff's great. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. And Miro has renounced his god, his gold, and his beautiful wife. I know. Yeah, it's just- <laughs> <laughs> And also, really quickly, uh, Christian Cage. I mean, he thinks he's the champion. Oh yeah, that's right. That's he thinks he's the champion, which is perfect. It's yeah, really that was good. A great. And the the way he, and he got way the he crowd called, to turn on. And him. he called out. He called out Cody. Yep. Yep. That was absolutely. Good. Yep. Was yeah, good. Christian thinks good. he's the TNT champion, which is all, 
really great. That's fun. Yeah, and to avoid any kind of confusion, if Luchasaurus could be jealous, he then puts Christian on his shoulders and parades right, him around. Exactly. Yeah, it's really good, really good stuff. Um, all right, let's do a little bit of WWE here, and then we'll circle back to that. Real quick, real quick. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. For you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash aware. We got to point out, I, there's two things from AEW before we go to WWE for good. Adam Cole, MJF being a tag team is great. Dynamite. Yeah. That's that's that, that's right out of the WWE playbook, but I like I mean, it. that's going to be fun. They're going to be in the finals. I don't know if they're going to win it, but they're going to be in the finals. It's going to be and it's their segments are going to be awesome. Yeah. And then I just want to I got to shout out Rampage had a segment that I think like I did you watch did you see any of Rampage this week? I did watch it this week and it was good. So the acclaimed segments like a hist- that was like a historic segment. I don't I, think people I, I, realize That was wild. Yeah, go I don't ahead, think go people on. realize how historic that segment was. So the acclaimer out there, uh, Harley Cameron comes out. Who I did with, not recognize who the hell she was. It took me a while. I, yeah, I don't really know much about her, but she comes out with two no, guys but in she, masks. she's QTV, and like I didn't even, it didn't even right, register right, to me. Right, so she comes out, and she is telling the acclaimed and daddy ass how she wants to join the group. They need a girl. She can sing, this and that. She starts rapping. By the way, pretty good rapper. Uh-huh. Like, it was kind of crazy. So she's like... She's rapping at Billy Gunn, and then she's rapping at Max Caster, and then she goes to Bowens, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's pretty clear that you're into me. Yeah. We can start a family, blah, blah, blah. And Bowens cuts it off and goes, I don't know if you've been kicked in the head too many times when you were a kid, but I'm gay. And the crowd loses their mind yeah, it was awesome. and starts chanting, he's gay, he's gay, but not in a derogatory way, in like a supportive way. Yeah, it was awesome. On national television, in wrestling. Yep. Like- a he's gay chant that was like supportive of a gay wrestler who just was like, I'm gay. In I was middle, shocked. It shocked. was, it was, I was just like, holy shit. This just happened on T on wrestling of all places. Like, can you imagine in, I mean, even 10 years ago, even maybe five years ago, if a wrestler was in the ring, and was just like, I'm gay. The yeah. Crowd, the reaction they the would have been him. like, would have been like, what the, they would have hated him. <laughs> or it would have just been like silence because no one want to, would want to be like the one who's, you know, like, it would have been great, but 
I mean, it was just a, I thought it was like a, I thought it was a, a pretty historic moment for Absolutely. Wrestling. When he said it, I was like, I don't think they've ever acknowledged that on television. Not overtly, not like, I don't think like very overtly, like they've never said like straight up. I think they've like, it's been implied in some of the stuff they've done. Um, but no, I don't think he's anyone's straight up and like, yeah, it was awesome. Gay wrestler. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, was awesome. a, that was a, that was a great moment. So let's do a little bit of, du- I don't have a ton on WWE here today, to be honest with you. I didn't think there was anything earth shattering, but I do want to bring no, up. There's some, and news, I, there's some, there's some news, like news and notes from the week, but nothing crazy. Well, so like, I, I hate getting wrapped up in this kind of stuff, but I have to bring it up here. All right. Be, and when I say I hate getting wrapped up in the behind the scenes stuff, it's because we don't know what's true and what's not true. There's so much bullshit out there, but we do know that there were certain matches planned for SmackDown. And we know that because they announced it. All right. We also know because there was a story, there was a build to it. I mean, uh, 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 EO Sky put Bailey in a Money in the Bank, you know, qualifier match. To kind of get paid, like there's a story there between Bailey and EO Sky, and them being upset with each other. And Bailey was supposed to fight Shotzi on SmackDown with her uh, entrance uh, entrance in the match on the line, and that was one of several matches that were just scrapped with no explanation. That like they advertised obviously that one, which is kind of a big deal. And then you also were supposed to have Cameron Grimes and Baron Corbin. Like, all right, whatever. But they announced it. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was there was supposed to be Santos Escobar versus Butch versus LA Knight. So it's kind of like, you know, the three you're in the qualifier match. Now let's, you know, do a thing. And they scrapped that as well. And instead it was LA Knight versus Ray, right? right? Um, But no explanation as to what happened with these matches. But specifically... No explanation to Bailey and Shotzi, and yeah. that kind of that like, what the hell happened there? That shit sucks. I hate that. Well, you, you know what the you know what the internet says. Well, yeah, everyone says okay. Vince McMahon had his hands all over the show. Yeah. Like maybe I mean that's a really well. They were saying that on Raw say, too. Maybe. They were saying that on Raw too because on Raw supposedly Champa was supposed to open Seth or was supposed to answer Seth Rollins' open challenge. And they scrapped that and had him fight the Miz, so he could. Well, have actually, a win. I actually like that this right. better. I like I like that change better. Sure, but you know, again, it just goes back to they're saying that he was making changes on Raw too. Um, the Bailey Shotzi one was the only one to me that I was like, man, like we're just not do-? acknowledging it. And also, like they we were doing that, we we scrapped that so Charlotte could have a squash match against Lacey Evans. Like, yeah, we don't I probably didn't need it. I'll tell you this. Happy we didn't have the triple threat. Love seeing LA Knight get a win over Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, and I, what do I need? Cameron Grimes and yeah, and you don't need it. I, it's whatever. Um, but yes, not. But how do you acknowledge it? I don't know. But why would you get rid of it? I like I. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the Bailey Shotzi one they should have acknowledged because it was it was there was a segment it's part of a story. Part of the story. Um, you know the other ones I don't think you necessarily needed to say anything right because they weren't really part of a story i mean it wasn't like a. but yes i agree the 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 bailey shotzi one was strange i just didn't know like yeah i mean other than being on twitter and people saying vince is making changes again but you know the show uh, the show was look the show i thought smackdown was good i thought the the usos they're the biggest baby faces in wwe now 
Well, I, I told I told you last week that I, I really think we're going to get to a place where, I mean, where Jay specifically is just a monster babyface. And yeah, but I also and I but I also think it's interesting that he still it, there's an interesting dynamic there still though because he's out there and he's like he's still like towing the line. He's like yeah, we still love we, we still love you Roman. We'd still do anything for you. And Jimmy's kind of like nah. No, no, we, we don't. Um, <laughs> it opens the door for Jay to turn on Jimmy again and go back. It like keeps the door open. It keeps the door open for something like that. I don't know how that would work, but I I love it. And here is one thing that I maybe I read a little bit too much into it. Smackdown's in London next week, right? Like they didn't yeah. tape it, right? Awesome. Yeah, no, it's in London. Cool. They are really harping on like Jay is really harping on. Uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's the problem. Paul Heyman's right. You let Paul Heyman in. He's not family, this and that. We, Jay was the one who accepted Sammy. Okay. So we, we, that still opens the door for them to be like, yeah, well, you let Sammy in. You know, like there's, oh, okay. Like, like he, like for Roman to be like, well, you could say what you want about my wise man, but it's your fault that Sammy infiltrated our family. Like you could still yeah. bring Sammy back in. The, yeah. There's so much shit with the bloodline. It's so, yeah. fun. it's so good. It's so good. Uh, uh I want to go back to Raw. From Monday yeah. night, where uh, number one, because we, we're wondering, wow, Trish, Raquel, they, they could both be in Money in the Bank. That Trish, we, we knew was going to win though, and it ends up being like Becky stupid, and Becky gets uh, Raquel disqualified. So now you know Becky is dealing with a, a one-on-two situation, and that's fine. But we also learned that all right, their way of getting out of Raquel, you know, Raquel losing that match is, and, and I dig this. So now you got something at least meaningful with the women's tag belts. So Raquel's got live back and they're going to go after the tag championship. So I dig that. I hope yeah. they don't just Rousey rush. and Baszler unified on SmackDown. Yeah. And, and I'm fine with them unifying it. Cause I don't think there are enough women's tag teams across the board to have multiple tag team titles, but I hope that fire and Dawn don't just go away because That's they are I, clearly excellent. That was my first reaction to that. I was like, man, they're just going to give it. They're just going to go. They're being wrong. They're, they're not going to do anything. I, I hope not. not too, but that was my fear when I saw that. I was like, ah, oh, they're gone. They're they're not going to do anything. So Logan Paul is mm-hmm. in Money in the Bank. I I got it. Doesn't do anything for me, but I totally understand what WWE's reasoning is going to be when Logan Paul wins Money in the Bank. I disagree. I mean, really, because he's he he gets millions of views on YouTube. And he gets to just carry around that briefcase for months. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I for months. I mean, he could hold on to it for six months, getting views on YouTube with the WWE Money in the Bank briefcase right next to him. And that's the mainstream shit that WWE loves. So that doesn't do anything for me, but I understand what WWE's logic is going to be. Okay, I didn't think about it from that standpoint. I thought... My original plan was all coming together. Logan Paul enters the match, Paul eliminates or costs LA Knight, and then loses. And then LA Knight, who we all know is already a face, everybody loves him. He can't be a heel much longer. Uh, he's LA still Knight, a heel. He's still a heel. He's LA Knight heel. versus LA Knight versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam, the mega star versus the viral star. Ooh, that'd be good, um, right? And then I think you still have. Um, you still do that while and, Logan Paul you, has the briefcase, and, you, and then you still have Priest win it, and you continue that angle. But 
to your point, yeah, you could do that. And then eventually you could have LA Knight win the briefcase from Logan Paul. How cool would it be if, because Damian Priest had been my pick, even though I want LA Knight to win, Damian Priest had been my pick. Yeah. How cool would it be if, da- I mean, talk about the story writing itself. Damian Priest wins Money in the Bank. You already have fractures in Judgment Day. And Finn Balor wins the world championship from Seth Rollins. And now he's got, now it's not going to happen. But like if Seth Rollins had been the champion for three or four months already, that's a legitimate scenario. That's a great story. They're already fractures between them. And now they're walking around right next to each other all the time with Finn becoming all kinds of paranoid. That's a great story. It would be a great story. It would. It would. But you can't do it with Rollins being champion. But you just, you just sold me on Logan. Yeah, he's going to win. Me. He's going to win. You sold me on it because of the him having the briefcase. Millions of views for six months. Hit, you know, Jake Jake Paul is fighting Nate Diaz in a and boxing he's on, match. And he's on paper, Showtime pay-per-view it's, it's, holding It's going to be on pay-per-view, yeah. and he'll be there on with the briefcase. Like, he's going to win. It's going to win. Gonna, yeah. It makes, it, makes, yeah, it makes too much sense almost. And yeah. I'll tell you something. Like, yes, we want LA Knight to win that briefcase. He doesn't need to win the briefcase. Like he doesn't, but I, I still think there's a world where like you they can still feud and maybe he wins the briefcase from him at some point. Maybe, but but that briefcase a lot of times is to elevate, you know, and LA Knight doesn't really need the briefcase. Yeah. He's hot Logan as Paul can't Logan Paul can't be WWE champion. I hope not. <laughs> I mean I hope that would not. be crazy. Yeah, that I would hope be not. crazy. That would be crazy. So I also want to mention with Money in the Bank being in London, are we getting Drew McIntyre returning? That would be good. Because you got to get something Londonish. Re- I mean, I, I know he's not from London, but you, we got to get something related to where they are. And and right. Drew McIntyre returning w- would be a pretty huge pop. And clearly everything's cool with him. And WWE, you saw him last week. He was like their global ambassador meeting children and shit. Like clearly yeah. everything is cool. So, so you, what, I, you, set up, you set up Drew and Seth for SummerSlam? I mean, I'm hoping we get the Scottish psychopath, man. Right. I'm, I'm hoping I'm assuming that's... We, we got it, right? I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. All right. Uh, so what do we have so far for Money in the Bank? We only So this is what I was... Going back to what we were talking about in the beginning with the shorter... Right now, there's only five matches Good. announced. Right now, it's Seth and Finn for the title. Um, we Bloodline have Cody, Civil War. Bloodline Civil War, Cody and Dom, and the two Money in the Bank matches. Good. So what else could we possibly get? Well, so here's the thing. The the tag title match, KO and Sammy versus Pretty Deadly is on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte versus Asuka is on SmackDown. Yeah, they're loading it up because it's London. So, so the only yeah. stuff left would be if we're where are we going to do Asuka, Asuka's going to beat her, right? Like Asuka's finally going to going to beat her. I think so. Yeah. Or I mean Bianca is going to get involved, I'm sure, somehow. Um we're going to have to do I'm I'm assuming we're doing Gunther and Riddle. So I don't know when that's going to be, whether that's going to be on SmackDown also or they're going to put that on the show. That's a monster SmackDown if that's what they're doing. Um and then I mean, where's Theory? I don't know. Where's Theory? So I I'm assuming he's just not on the show and not defending. And also, what the fuck is Rhea doing? Right. Right? So that's those are the only two I, I we're going to get I I think we have to be getting Riddle and Gunther. But like so the only other two things that could potentially be on the show would be a Rhea match and a Theory match. Theory seems like he's off TV for whatever reason. but And there's nothing for Rhea. All right, good. So we're getting one, maybe two more matches added to it. Good. 
Yeah, and maybe not even. I mean, it, it maybe they might go to Smack. They might be on SmackDown. Good. I like a short show. Setting it up. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, let's do top. Let, so we both put together our list. Next week's Money in the Bank. Top five Money in the Bank cash-ins for each of us. All right? So why don't you go first? Do it backwards, five to one for dramatic purposes. Yep. Go ahead. What do you got? Okay. Five. I have Carmella cashing in on Charlotte. 2018, first ever cash-in for women's Money in the Bank. Also, the only one that's been more than like a day. She, she held it for yeah. 287 days, and it seems like ever since then, the women's cash-in is just like a day or two. I hate when they cash, the men too, but I hate when they cash in at Money in the Bank. I hate it. Right. Yeah. So hopefully we get some type of change with that this year. Um, all right, number four, Randy Orton cashing in over Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam in 2013. That was with Triple H as the referee? Yep, Triple H, guest referee. Leading up to that, we have the... Vince for Triple H. Vince doesn't believe in Daniel Bryan. Triple H does believe in Daniel Bryan. And then Triple H gives him the pedigree and it starts the real, the yes movement towards mm-hmm. rest, the WrestleMania stuff. Um, number three, Edge. First ever cash in, New Year's Revolution 2006. Number two, now we might get controversial here. Number two, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania 31, Heist of the Century. Uh, cashing in at WrestleMania on the in the main event, number one, Dolph Ziggler cashing in over at Alberto Del Rio on Monday Night Raw in on April 2013. There will the, never the day after WrestleMania, me, the day after. To me, I'm not sure that there will ever be a cash in that I will react to the way I reacted to that, the way the crowd reacted. There will never be a pop like that for a cash in ever again. It was incredible. I watch it every now and then. I just watch it. Me too. And I get goosebumps. Yeah, me too. I get yeah, because Dolph had that briefcase for almost a year at that 267 point. days. Yeah, that's good shit. And he and AJ, Big E, mm-hmm. you could see the, you look at, if you look at their faces, you could see they were happy. Like everyone yep. was just happy. Yep. Dolph, before Daniel Bryan was against every, before everyone, before he, Daniel Bryan was being held down. Before and Dolph was, was a heel too. He was a heel. Everyone still loved it. Yeah. Before before CM Punk was being held back, before Daniel Bryan was being held back, it was Dolph who everyone was like, they're never going to give him a shot. They're never going to give him a shot. And then he cashed in, and you could just feel the crowd being like, they're listening. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. the moment where the crowd was like, they're listening to us. They they they're giving us what we want. It was a, that was it was incredible. So my top five is very similar to yours. Okay. All right, number five, I got Carmella cashing in, and I it's not just about Carmella cashing in there. Um, I loved the whole setup that night because it was it was Raw or SmackDown after Mania. I don't remember which. And you got Charlotte. She's the champion. And the Iconics debut. And right. the Iconics put together a great promo on Charlotte Flair. They were fantastic introducing themselves. I loved them. They were fantastic introducing themselves to the WWE world. And then hey, they... Top notch. I I she love. She's all time. And then they beat the shit out of Charlotte, and then Carmella came down and cashed in. So just the whole yeah. setup to me was yeah. awesome. I love. And it. one of the best parts of that whole cash in was the you know the the gimmick with the ref where every time someone goes to cash in, the ref's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Yeah, the with ref Carmella, doesn't know what's happening. He does not right. understand. With Carmella, it was like five minutes of the ref. The ref would turn around and he'd go back. He'd be like. 
this? You want to do? You want to point? What's you happening? You want? Are you sure? Are, and, he's, and she's screaming. <laughs> oh was, right, right, right. It right. was like it was like an extended referee confusion yeah. thing yeah, with that that's one. Good the shit. longest ever. That was really good. Number four for me, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose cashes in at Money in the Bank after winning the ladder match early on. Each member of the Shield was the WWE champion that night. Roman Reigns lost the title to Seth Rollins, who Dean Ambrose then cashed in on. I loved that cash-in. I thought that was yeah. awesome. All that right. pop also was, was, was close. That, that was a, was big a good pop. one. Yep. I love Dean Ambrose's cash-in. Number three, I got Edge. New Year's Revolution. You could just see... I love going back and seeing, you know, how the cash-in has grown because New Year's Revolution ends... Cena is a bloody mess. They're raising the cage from Elimination Chamber. And Vince comes out. Edge is cashing in his money in the bank. Privilege. And <laughs> and then Edge, like, the, the difference yeah. where it's not like this big surprise where the guy runs the ring anymore. Vince came out. Like, you had to go through Vince yeah. first. You had to mm-hmm. tell him this is what's happening. And the briefcase and, was black. Uh-huh. It was just and, like a briefcase. Yep. Yeah. And, and that was another one where you mentioned AJ Lee and Big E, and they were excited for Dolph Ziggler. Go watch Lita's reaction to when Edge won. Like, you could see it's a real reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's number three for me. Uh, our top two are the same, just different order. Number two is Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, for years, had the undisputed best money in the bank cash-in. I love everything about it. He held on to the briefcase for so long. The reaction from the crowd. Alberto Del Rio almost defended the title there where he caught Dolph Ziggler in the submission hold, but Dolph was able to get out of it. The whole thing was just mapped out perfectly. It's a phenomenal cash-in. And number one, Heist of the Century, Seth Rollins. I don't think there's ever going to be a better one. I mean, that was literally, I'm watching the main event of WrestleMania 31, and I jumped off the couch when Seth Rollins' music hit, and it's like, holy shit. I can't believe this is going down. And even and, and you still didn't think he was going to win. And then and, and the the whole sequence of events, the spear on Lesnar, the stomp on uh, then the stomp on Reigns, it was so perfectly executed between the three of them. And I also love the story by the way, where apparently and you could see when Seth Rollins is covering Roman Reigns, Seth on the two puts his head down so his hair is covering his face, and apparently Seth Rollins whispers thank you to Roman Reigns before the three count, because this was supposed to be Roman's crowning achievement. But it ended up being Seth's, and so the story is that Seth told him thank you in between the count, and and, and he goes off as with the heist of the century. That, to me, is, is never not going to be number one. It's the greatest ever. The crowd was completely shook. That shit was awesome. So Seth Rollins, number one. Money in the bank, cash in for me. There you have it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's probably where most people land. That mm-hmm. and and I I would say if you asked a hundred people, ninety nine of them would say that, and I would be the one who would still pick the Dolph one. Dolph's is so great. It is. Dolph's. It's, it's probably so, just so for great. me. It's just me personally. It, there's an emotional reaction that I got to that one that I don't think I will ever get with another one. That's and the I, kind I, of shit that you wish you were in the building for. Oh my god. It was like that, you know, it's the same way I felt with where like 
I was supposed to go to um, Puerto Rico, and then I'm watching it. and I'm like, God damn it! When Bad Bunny came out, I'm like, Yeah, could have been there for this. Like, yeah. there's like these moments where you're like, Man, yeah, Dolph's imagine- cash in is 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 the moment that you're that that's why you go to these shows. Like, oh. Oh, it is a one percent chance of something like that happening. But if it does happen when you're there, that's the good shit, man. Yeah, that's was- that's why you're going. It was awesome. It was so good. All right, so uh, let's let's do a, a quick little forbidden door yeah, preview, I guess. Here, what do we got on tap tonight? I know you said there's a million matches. Yeah, let uh, me pull it up real quick because it's it's a long one. Um, all right, so we don't have to go through the pre-show. There's four matches. I don't know if you care about them. No. Uh, okay. This I, this is not a match order. This is just a graphic that I have yeah. pulled up with all the matches. So yeah. we have. This was announced last night on Collision. Adam Cole versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who he is. That doesn't mean anything to me. Used to be in the UFC. He yeah, no, they, yeah, they mentioned that. Yeah, former MMA fighter who he he has a promotion called Bloodsport that is like shoot fighting and like fake fighting. Like Moxley does it a lot. There's not a ring. They're just like on a mat. Kind of thing. It's almost so it's like Raw, Raw Underground. Underground. It's kind of like Raw Underground. But people right. seem to really like it. Um, we have Blackpool Combat Club with... Sh- Man, I got to zoom in on this graphic. I have. Okay, Blackpool Combat Club with Shota Umino, who I don't know, and Kanosuke Takeshita versus the elite Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. All right. And like you said, I mean, the story there is is what's going to happen with Eddie Kingston, it seems, is the overriding story. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's a weird match. But whatever. Uh, they got to get the – they got to have the, all the elite on the show somehow. Um, Sting, Darby Allin, and now we know uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki – and Sammy Guevara and I feel like last night on the show were they like sort of teasing Sammy not showing up? I don't I don't know, but is is this match like tornado style? Because that's like the Sting special now, right? Where just everybody is fighting all at the same time, or is it regular trios rules? It they it says trios match on the graphic. Okay, all right. Um, I like I do like the whole like um jericho calling him and minoru suzuki less suzuki gods because he used to call him and sammy less sex gods and they did oh, their okay. little and then on dynamite they did the little pose where that he used to do with and then with they had sammy. a handshake last night and it was it was suzuki and the whole thing is that sammy is like jealous and all mad right that he all right their thing um we have a fatal four-way for the AEW international championship orange cassidy daniel garcia IWGP TV champion Zack Saber Jr. and ROH Pure champion Katsuyori Shibata, but it's right, only so, for the international title. All right, so Orange Cassidy's retaining. Exactly. That yeah. was my, that was my my initial thought too. All right. Um, of course, CM Punk has to be on the show, so he's fighting Satoshi Kojima. Don't know who that is. All right, doesn't mean a lot to me, but okay. For in in the Owen Hart men foundation men's tournament quarterfinal. So Punk's got to win that, right? Because oh yeah, there, the there's a couple of those matches that are taking place on the show, right? Uh, there's I a, think there there's are. One, no, there's one. There's just that one on the main on the on the main show, and then there's a on the pre-show Athena in some other 
person are fighting for. Okay, gosh, I do not care about Athena. Anyway, last night Willow beat Nyla Rose to move on in that tournament. Also, okay. all right. I still, I think Owen Hart should be honored. I think it's nice that he's honored in wrestling. I still think it's very strange that it's a promotion he was never in. That it AW how thoroughly AW has like leaned into the AW foundation and earned the Owen Hart cup and this and it's like we get it like you're trying to take shots at WWE but yeah it's, weird... it seems like it's a fuck you to WWE but it, it's it's a weird way to do it yeah. um I've never really liked it uh Tony Storm versus Willow for the AW Women's World Championship okay I, I like that all right um. Sonata versus uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry for the IWGP World I think Jungle Boy's turning heel, man. Like, you see the way he won his match the other day? That was a heel move, the way he won his match. And I I actually, I don't like, I don't care about this match, particularly, like, at all. But I do love that the build to it has been Sonata and Jungle Boy basically saying, I don't know who you are. Sonata came out and he was like, he he did like a, a promo, I guess, somewhere. I read it. I didn't really watch it, where he was like, I was excited to go to AEW Forbidden Door. I thought I would be fighting somebody with a bigger name. I don't know who Jungle Boy is. That's funny. I like and that. Then, and then Jungle Boy, he had like a response where he's like, I've never watched a Sonata match. All so, right. I like um, it. And then we have the final three, uh, MJF versus Tanahashi for the that's AEW Championship. Yep, that's going to be good. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP that's gonna be good. US Heavyweight Championship. And yep. then... Uh, Brian Danielson versus Okada, which I have. And that's going on last, right? Brian Danielson, Okada. I don't know if that's been announced that it's last, but that's been what I've seen. So it sounds like it. Yeah. I feel like it's going on last. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a great match. It's yeah. It's going to be a long shit. match. It's going to be a long match. It's going to be a great match. All so. right, man. That's good. All right. Well, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely ordering it because what else am I doing tonight? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you got me. I'm I'm in. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's do the only big... problem. I ha- the only thing is, like with Leecher, can you, like, can you just can I turn it on at ten and like fast forward through the shit that I don't want to watch? I don't know, man. Like, I think that shit is dangerous w- with all the fast forwarding and the rewinding and the pausing. Like, I hate Bleacher Reports interface. I hate having to order it through Bleacher Reports. And for that matter, I think Peacock fucking sucks too. By the way, yeah. But I, I. Just, I've definitely paid for AEW pay-per-views. I've definitely paid for multiple pay-per-views on the same night. I just thought yeah. the whole process is confusing to me. It, it's a pain in the... But like, they're supposed to be moving to HBO, right? Good. Or Max or whatever. Yeah, Isn't I, that, wasn't I, I that really what they were saying? So. Yes. I, I can't wait, all right? Because I hate having to order this shit through Bleacher Report. I, yeah. I, I, I've definitely, multiple occasions, have paid for the pay-per-view twice. And I got news for you. It's never worth paying for it twice. Right, yeah. it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. Uh, let's do big dirt or not big dirt. What do you got for us here today? I know All right, so it, right, come on. Yeah, it's a little different. There wasn't a ton of like rumors and stuff like that that I wanted to throw at you this week. That because yeah, the pay per views are coming up, usually the rumors have a lot to do with pay per views. So, but I've when I when I scroll Twitter and I'm looking at this stuff, I tend to notice that like certain things get a lot of buzz from wrestling fans, and then. All these accounts that tweet about wrestling, they'll re, they'll everyone just tweets about the same thing over and over. And there was a, oh, there's a few things this week that I noticed that people were just tweeting about a lot. Okay. That don't necessarily that we don't have to go in depth in. So I want to see how you feel about these 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 topics okay. that seem to me to be the big topics on Twitter, not specifically about the ring. Okay. 
So I'm going to start with one that's a little weird. Last weekend, Rhea Ripley, uh, she posted a picture on her Instagram story that was sent to her from a fan. Yeah. At first glance, if you just look, you think like, oh, well, there's some fan art of Rhea Ripley. If you really look at the picture, turned out that it was a, a tribute of sorts to her. Yeah, the now, fan had a, uh, a happy moment with that picture. The fan finished himself yeah. while he was looking at the picture. Now, did Rhea was, know that? I, I'm very certain she knew exactly what she was doing, okay. which is also kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so she posted that. So that was a big deal in and of itself. Yeah, it's, yeah. But then on Monday night, when Rhea was coming out to the ring, uh, <laughs> Kevin Patrick was talking about the champion and how dominant she's been and this and that. And Corey Graves goes, I know you're a big fan, KP. I saw the picture you sent her on Instagram on her story. That is funny as hell. I mean, and I did not notice when that People were losing their minds. People were losing their minds. That's a great job because it's subtle enough but the people who understand it, they're going to understand it. That is, that's real. It's really gross, A, and it's really funny from Corey Graves. So I'm, I'm going to go big dirt. But I would also say, I mean, uh, come on. That's disgusting. You're sending the picture to, to Rhea. And I'm not even sure why Rhea's then reposting it as if this is something that she wants to continue being sent. Uh, yeah, be careful that kind of stuff. All right. Yeah, that's that's a slippery slope. But I'm slope. going big dirt. That's a funny line from Corey Graves. It's very yeah. funny. Uh, all right. The next one is Juice, just Juice Robinson. He's just – he's he is popular on wrestling Twitter. I was watching him right. last night. Juice Robinson looks like a bigger version of Wee Man. <laughs> no, not Wee Man. Uh, 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 Hornswoggle. His face, he looks like Hornswoggle. I guess. I never really put that You're together. not going to unsee it now next time you see him. Everything he does – People just tweet clips of him. Yeah. It, this is what people are doing now. It actually is. It's giving me vibes of like, of like months ago when every time LA Knight said or did something, everyone was like, "This is the guy. This is the guy." It's giving me that vibe a little bit. Although he's very strange. But like, anytime he yells at somebody, everyone just. So last weekend when uh, Punk, you know, ran down or whatever, they they got the zoom in of Juice going Punk. <laughs> and then they did a backstage segment where he was like, <laughs> it's just him. And he's like, punk, why do you want me to go to sleep so bad, punk? I'm well rested. I have eight hours of sleep, punk. And Jay White is doing everything in his power for not to laugh. He can't not laugh because uh-huh. he's so ridiculous. So it's Juice Robinson, the internet community, just anything he does, they, they I'm going to go it. Big Dirt then. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna look out for the facial expressions now. But but I'm telling you, he looks like Hornswoggle. Yeah, I'm going he, big dirt. He, he's hilarious. I love. I, I'm glad he's finally getting some time. Because remember when he first came in, I kept saying like, "Why bring this guy over if you're not gonna right. do anything?" With him? Um. So on Tuesday we had Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker on NXT. Yeah, it's a good match. Seth Seth Rollins retained, then Finn attacked him after the match. Seth Rollins got on the mic and talked to the crowd. And he was like, hey, you guys got a few minutes for me? And they were like, yeah. They said, And then when it quiet down, one guy goes, yeah. And then, <laughs> Seth, then Seth Rollins responded with a, yeah, to the guy. <laughs> People were happy about it. People were happy Seth, Seth Rollins giving the L.A. Knight, yeah. Yeah, that's big dirt. Uh, look, L.A. Knight over like Rover, man. Everyone yeah. loves him. I'm, I'm 
and 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 you were on him way back. I mean, I liked him in NXT too, but I just thank God he. I've heard he's been doing the media circuit this past week. He was on with my guy Chris Van Vliet. Uh, I also I heard him yesterday with Peter Rosenberg on the Ringers Wrestling Show. So he's been doing the media circuit the last week or so, and mm-hmm. and yeah, he's. I just, they just thank thank God that he was able to get out of being Max Dupree. I yeah. just, he he said, was it on Van Fleet where he straight up said like they made me Max Dupree because they were worried about my age? Yeah, yeah. And on and with Peter Rosenberg, I was listening yesterday. You know, Peter asked him something along the lines of, was there anything when you were Max Dupree? Was there anything you were able to take out of that that has now helped you today? And his answer was, I wish I could say yes. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. That's that's what I'm saying about earlier. You, it, they can't talent is gonna win. Like they're like if you're really that talented, the crowd's gonna rea- give you a reaction and they're they're not gonna have a choice. But no one cares it. about his matches. Like you talk about his age, no one cares about the matches. They just like the personality. Like that's he's in incredible shape and he's great in the ring. He's yeah. very good. His finisher is awesome. It is like awesome, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to put on banger matches. It's not necessary. Nope. Nope. Um, all right, last one, and we've already talked about it a little bit, but the guns, and specifically the guns entrance, is being. It's. It is being. I can't go on Twitter now without somebody posting about how awesome the guns entrance is. Yeah. And specifically the 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 water gun part. Like yep. I don't know if you I'm sure I you've noticed seen it last night. I noticed it last so night. So it started last week with Austin Gun doing just like pistols where he would spit water and shoot the pistol and shit spit water and shoot the other one. And then last night the other one, I don't know the, the taller one, Colton did like a like, I don't know what he was he was doing like a clip he was spraying it. he was spraying yeah he was spraying too but man I, there's people saying there's people saying the guns have the best entrance in wrestling right now. yeah I, I I'm surprised because they they you know even if even with their feud with the acclaimed certainly when their father was still with them I mean they did nothing for me just nothing yeah. and and now like I, and I was noticing it last night during their entrance. I actually probably noticed it last week, and I was saying to myself, like, I, I can't believe that I, I feel like these guys are becoming stars, and I never would have thought that a couple months ago. Like, get off of my television, and now I, I feel like AEW's done a great job making these guys into into what could be stars. I, I think they're terrific. And I should have saved the tweet. I did this last week, so I could give these random people who may or may not listen to the show credit. But I saw one guy tweeted something that he, like, maybe other people have noticed this. I didn't really think about it. But an added layer to their character is potentially the fact that they dress like Shawn Michaels and they spray water like Triple H as a shot at their father. Like, the guys you ran with were cooler. The guy, Like, look at how they dress. They dress like Harp, like HBK, Shawn Michaels, with the, the yeah. mirrors on them and the thing. And yeah. they spray water like Triple H. What if that's, like, part of their gimmick because they hate their dad? It's like, no, we're not going to be like you. We're going to be like the guys that were cooler. That would be cool if they do something with that. That I is mean, cool. That, but it's, like, subtly they've sort of morphed into these this 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 outfit yeah. and the spraying the water thing. It's like yeah. it's like a subtle shot at Billy Gunn. Like, yeah, 
we could be like you, but you're a bad dad, and those guys were cooler than you anyway, so we're going to be like that. That's big dirt. I like it. Yep. Good That's stuff, it. man. Good stuff, man. All right, so next week, we got Money in the Bank Saturday afternoon, right? Yeah, because it's in London. Yeah, I think it's at 2 p.m. So I think the plan is we'll do we'll do a reaction show Saturday late afternoon, early evening. I think that's the plan. That'll be our show for next week. But otherwise, uh, yeah, we got tonight. We got next weekend. We're at a really good time here in, in, in the world of pro wrestling. Hey, everybody, make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Of course, it's still real to me. And everything Zaslo Show 2.0, always brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3. 800-747-3733. Joey, tell all your fans. You'll talk to them next week. Go ahead. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Hopefully, you all make it through Forbidden Door happy and healthy. Enjoy the show, everybody, tonight, and we'll talk to you on It's Still Real to Me next Saturday. See ya.